First Kings chapter 7, 8, friends, and we'll read verses 1 to 7. Another story here with Elijah and Tishbite. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew or rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Give defense, and turn the eastward, and hide thyself by the cherub that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have, that I have commanded thee, and the rain to feed thee there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook cherub that is before Jordan. And the raven brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. Let's just pray and come to God's word this morning. <clears throat> Our Father in heaven, we thank you that we come to meet God this morning, one who is so great and so good. I wait to be praised. And no matter what our needs may be this morning, no matter what we've been coming through this last week, maybe it's been trying circumstances, maybe it has been blessed circumstances, maybe it has been circumstances beyond our controls, Lord. We thank you we can come as your people this morning to worship and to bless you because you're a faithful and a loving God. And Father, we come to this restored this morning. We pray, O oh God, that you will take your word and make it a blessing to each one of us. How much we need to hear the word of God in these days. And look into our world, Lord, and we see so much chaos and so much destruction, so much envy and strife and confusion. We thank you, O oh God, instead of the God of Elijah. And you're the God who can uphold and tear down nations. You're the God who can alter things beyond our comprehension. But Father, we thank you for your goodness to us, that we have that hope in the gospel this morning, a hope that will never lose and will never diminish. Father, we thank you for the news this morning, for the church here at the Grange. We thank you for Peter and for the leading of the Holy Spirit in his life. We thank you for the leading of the Holy Spirit in the, the fellowship here at the Grange. We just pray, O oh God, this bond come together, that, O oh God, we will see a great force for God in these days here to range. And look in the back one day, Lord, thank you for your blessing in the past. Thank you for your provision for us in the past. But, Lord, we are living in days of much uncertainty and much change. But, Father, we come to a word this morning that never changes. Your word is the Word of God. And so, Father, we praise your servant comes and works with the church here that they may see much blessing and favor and much, much leading of the Holy Spirit in their work here in the range. And so, Father, we just commit ourselves into your hands this morning. And if we do pray for our word, we pray for Ukraine, we pray for our own land, we pray for South America this morning, Peru, we pray for our missions, whether in Peru or France or Spain or here in Ireland. How much we need your touch upon each one of your servants today. 
as a mirror and voice and preach your word. And even as we preach here this morning and evening time as Catherine would come and minister in song, Lord, we would pray that souls may be saved and brought to know the Savior. And as love is shed, is blood on the cross, that we may know that eternal redemption through the Lord Jesus, the Son of God. So we commit ourselves in your hands now, Lord. Help us as we look into your word and help our days to come to these few moments at the table. We pray, O oh God, and fellowship together that you will come and bless us, love us up in our faith, and send us away rejoicing that we may be a blessing to others. For we ask it in the precious name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. A man of ministry. Certainly Elijah was a mighty man of God. In some respects, the greatest of all the prophets. Although he lived a thousand years ago, and his period of ministry was comparatively short, he had by no means a forgotten character as you find in Malachi chapter 4 verse 5 and Matthew chapter 11 verse 14. <clears throat> but may the Holy Spirit this morning teach us valuable lessons which will enable us to live and to serve the Lord more effectively in these days. Elijah suddenly appeared upon the page of, the, of Scripture, searching upon the tremendous announcement that he did Ahab. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, However, as we look more closely at this remarkable man of God this morning, we may seek the Lord and what he would have us in our world of 2022 for him. There are several classes of people to whom the message will be appealing this morning. And I picked this up from one of the commentaries I was reading, five little points to encourage us this morning to those who feel their spirit service is hard. Maybe you're feeling that this morning. If this is you, the story of Elijah should bring great encouragement to you. Then maybe secondly, to those who feel they are lonely, as Elijah said, I am only left, only me and no one else. <laughs> Thirdly, to those who, whose patience is sorely tried and who feel few, see few results. Elijah knew all about this, the story of his patience, endurance, and ultimate achievement will encourage us each one this morning to press on with God. To those who feel there's little they can do to influence other people in these days, there is that way Elijah could. We have been given this weapon of prayer to find in James chapter 5, 17 and 18 that Elijah was a real man of prayer. Then fifthly, to those who have failed and who has not. The story of Elijah this morning contains one sad incident in chapter 19 of 1 Kings where he had burned himself out and sitting down by the tree, he said, Lord, take my life. I've just had enough. Maybe you've come to that point in your life one way or another during your walk with God. Maybe you've been working tirelessly. And maybe you've gone through the circumstances beyond your control. And you said, well, Lord, I've had enough. I'm just fed Take me home. Well, here's a little promise for you this morning. If you come to this man Elijah, God had a great work for him to do. And God had not finished with him. And so we want to clean a few little thoughts this morning 
from this 1982 that encourages them to, to push on with God in these days. And I want to leave four little thoughts with you this morning. First of all and foremost, we can see the mandate that Elijah had. He was a man of God who had a mandate. Then secondly, he was a man of God who had a ministry. Thirdly, he was a man of God who had a marker. And then finally, he was a man of God who had a mentor. Elijah was a man with a mandate. Elijah wasn't a polished preacher like some today, like Isaiah and Jeremiah, but was more of a drawn down to earth woman who challenged the people to abandon their idols and return to the Lord. He was a courageous man who confronted Ahab personally and rebuked his sin. And he also challenged the truth of Baal to a public conquest. He was not only a worker of miracles, but he was experienced in miracles in his own life. And these two chapters of chapter 17 and 18 of 1 Kings will record that to us. We record seven different miracles that Elijah had performed or experienced in his ministry before God. Elijah, his mandate was that his trust in God was a secret. We tend to regard men like Elijah, Moses, Daniel, and all the heroes of faith that we find in Hebrews chapter 11 <coughs> as men who walked on the heights with God. But who was Elijah this morning? James chapter 5 verse 17 tells us that he was a man with a nature just like you and I this morning. He was a person that at one point failed big time in his ministry a man there before God. A great man, yes, but essentially no different from you and I this morning. But here's a man who is trusting in God for help and deliverance. He had his trust in God that you and I should have this morning. Then secondly, his trust on God. His name is Elijah the Dishbite, which means this morning, God is my strength. In his life, God had been preparing him for this great task to confront the gods of Baal and those who believed in them. Elijah the Tishbite suddenly appears on the scene and then leaves as quickly as he came, only to appear three years later to challenge the priests of Baal. Wicked King Ahab had permitted his wife Jezebel to bring the worship real into Israel that we find in chapter 16 of 1 Kings, verses 31-33. And she was determined to wipe out all the worship of Jehovah in chapter 18, verse 1. Baal at that time was a fertility god who sent the rain and bountiful crops and the rites connected with this worship were unremarkably immoral. Ahab yielded to Jezebel's desires and even built her an altar, a private temple where she could worship Baal that we find in chapter 16 of Kings. Her plan was to exterminate the worshippers of Jehovah and of all the people of Israel serving Baal. But God sent his man Elijah, a man of God who lived by the truth of God, and this is the man who stood before these wicked, wicked people. He was a courageous man who confronted Ahab personally and rebuked his sin. 
He also challenged the priests of Baal to a public conquest. He was not only a worker of miracles, but he also experienced miracles in his own life, personally. These two chapters, chapter 17 and 18 this morning, friends, can be a source of great encouragement to you and I as believers this morning. As we walk the life of faith in a world that seems to be so much distant from God's word these days. They record seven different miracles that Elijah ever performed or experienced. Certainly this man, this man Elijah, he had a mandate. God had a plan and purpose for his servant Elijah. Then secondly, you see he was a man with a ministry. Yes, in chapter 17 here, verses 1, B, as we notice that God had his hand upon Elijah for ministry to perform before the king's wife and the priests of Baal. That the succession of seven wicked kings had been over Israel. Worship was a true God, but had all ceased. And then Baal worship had become the national religion. Only 7,000 Israelites remained true to their worship. To the Lord. And these people were fearful. And have hidden their testimony every find in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 18. A flow of idolatry superstition. And they would have overwhelmed the nation. Never had God's favored nation sunk so low spiritually and morally. This ministry of Elijah and this morning, it was a lethal ministry. These people they needed to hear the truth of God's word. And no better person would come into the scene of the God's man Elijah. These people needed the rain for their crops. Everything that they depended on was getting burned up in the hot sun. And these people depended on their land to produce the crops. Now they were fierce with the famine. I don't know if you ever lived in the desert. When I lived with Mavis and the Lady Rains in the desert in Peru for uh, about eight years. We lived up in the mountains for ten years up in the Elder Channel, and that was quite dry too. But these three months of the rain, year you would have got rain. But down at the coast, you never actually saw much rain. Certainly in the winter time, you would get a little mess up in the morning. But you would never really get the, the rain that you get here. And living in the desert continually, it can be quite sore. It can be drying up everything in your home and in your, in your surroundings. But you know, it's a great place to go for a siesta. Because we would watch Lord every day, a little siesta after lunchtime. And you know, we've kind of to watch about it here. We're trying to put me back into our lifestyle here now that we're retired. But that's getting there no more, you know. But living in the desert, it can be hard. And it can be hard these days, and continuously. But here these people saw the crops being burned up and then they burned up. And this sweet God came all around them. It was a practical ministry because Elijah was able to tell them that they had gone wrong. These believers, these people needed to come back to God. Not only look at the wrong places, they were listening to the wrong people. They lost the relationship with Jehovah, the only true God. And see, friends, this morning, when we lost our power, we lost our purpose. And that is why Elijah would need to get these people back to pray and get their focus on God. Certainly Elijah was a man of prayer. So God sent his servant with the promise that he would be with him 
in his ministry. It was not only a lethal ministry, a practical ministry, because it, it was to do with the crops, it was to do with the, the lifestyle, it was to do with the, the living, but it was a spiritual ministry. God used this whole situation in the life of Elijah, and how wonderful to see the faithfulness and the mercy of God towards the people of Israel. God always keeps a covenant. Whether they bless the people for their obedience, or they discipline them for their sins, or God had the power to hold back the rain, or to bring on the rain, to fulfill his purposes. And is that not the God we have today, friends? He can hold back the tides, he brings forth the tides, but we need to pray continuously, and look to him continuously, for his love and faithfulness. Yes, and thirdly, Elijah was a man with a martyr. In verse 2, what we see here, we see in the word of the Lord, he to him saying, The prophet Elijah had learned the secret to move with the word of God as his guide. This was no easy task. There wasn't much to encourage him. And Jezebel was helping the maiden, and Ahab was going alongside her. The temple was being built and restored. All these angels worshipping uh, to, to do Jezebel. This was no easy task. And there were very few in his family club. When he confronted Queen and King Ahab and Jezebel, it was a test of his faith. In many ways, this was a, he was on his own. The, the ministry can sometimes be lonely. And so that's why the show has to come He needs your support. He needs your encouragement. Don't think he's the only answer. He has it. And he needs your support and encouragement and prayer. That God will use he and the church here to move forward with God. I remember when we come back from Peru and we didn't really know where God was leading us. Just like Elijah. He needed to know that the church was in the will of God and where to move and how to move it. When he moved, we came back from Peru and we felt well it was time just to take a few years out and to get the kids educated and they was, you know, wasn't too great and the father wasn't too good, be a good at her. We just felt it was God's time to move and come back to Ireland. And we had a mission down near County Down had approached us that we would go and work with them. And we said, well, we would consider to pray about it. And during the year we had deputation, we made contact with them and we didn't really put anything final down in paper or anything. But you know, it's good to have a good wife, isn't it? Amen! Amen! But the people in the church didn't say, you know, it's good to have a good wife and it's even better to have a better one. Amen! <laughs> they said to me one day, and that being that wife you were able to say, she's in there, she's talking to somebody. I said, you know, Behind every good man is a good woman, she says, so I stand correct. You know, it's a good thing. Behind every good man is a better woman. But I wasn't going to fight with the Lord about the church, you know. Anyhow, maybe it wasn't just fully convinced that this work was for us. I say, I'm just going to tell you, we're coming to the, the end of our deputation. This guy's need an answer by Tuesday. And we're going to work with him in the mission down in County Down. I wonder if we could just say yes and go for a few months and try it out. She said, Desi, I am not convinced that this is for us. I said, Lord, when are you going to that woman's eyes? <laughs> I'm ready to go, Lord, but I can't go without her. Well, Lord, what have you got in this? 
and uh, so I just said, okay. Nobody will with you anymore, but we'll take the kids to school on Monday morning. We'll come back and we'll spend the day in prayer. And we'll pray that God will give us a witness. If this is for us or not, and it's not, we'll just say no. And with this, we'll be prepared to go. We came home after the kids went to school on Monday morning. And that uh, time of prayer, and uh, we read a few verses of the Bible, and uh, time of prayer and that. And at the end of the day, before the kids came back, we just said, no, we have no peace about it. So we phoned the guy up, and he was not at all pleased. He had everything arranged and everything ready for us, but it was not for us. So we just had to say, no, it's not for us. And the next day, I would go up to, he was saying, I was going up to Kirkstown, the Northern Baptist Association, you remember they had in, at, at that time, and uh, I was in Kirkstown that morning, and he was saying, I drove into the car park, and in the middle of, of, of the car park uh, in Kirkstown Baptist Church, there was this big white trailer. I suppose the Baptists get down to the right, when you see ice cream in the fair, it shows this big. Big, 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 big trailer, and not a word on the side of the, the back of it. And uh, whenever we went in, there was a, the time of announcements and everything, and then there was a report sent past the Harry Downs at that time. He got up and says, The Lord has blessed and given us this trailer, and it's been used over the summer. And we as an association, we feel that we should take this trailer and take it out to the shows and fairs and use it for evangelism. Now you see, we're going to give it a, a shot, but what we need is a man. And maybe was taught me in the right, I think one of the roses, broken yet, she linked me in the room. She said, Desi, that's for you. I said, I'm not going to put my name forward. No, no, no. But as far as it comes, and I've just prayed the Lord about it, and I said, Lord, if this is for us, Lord, you bring it to us. And before we, I stopped. Who was it? It was Pastor Jerry Rogers. He was the secretary of the Northern Association at that time. Jerry came up to me and said, Desi, would you let me put your name forward? Because he think you're the man. I said, yes, okay. We've done this. Agreed to go and do. We cancelled the other day. We were praying about it yesterday. So we're free to give it a, a shot. And then uh, Clyde Johnson, Pastor Clyde Johnson, he said before uh, the weekend, he said, Desi, would you let me put my name forward? Now, I didn't hear any more work from it in here. Then Robert Summerfall on the committee came one day and says, Could you take a trailer off for a year? And then saw the committee for another 23 years. <laughs> With over 23 years, and you guys here in the base support and use the trailer gently. And you know, family, we need to with God's word. And that's the most important thing that the Elijah here <laughs> moved with the word of God. And the word of God meant so much to Elijah. It means you and I this morning. Yes, tonight and this morning, we see his separation. All from the evil that was around him, he was uncompromising. You don't compromise when you come to the word of God, friends, in the bad word. You can't compromise with God's word. God's word is ye and amen. God has given us his word. It's his holy word. And whatever God's word say, it should be what we do. That is our lesson and that's our part of the word that motivates us and it gives us pride and motivation. Not as it only gives us motivation, but it not only shapes us, but it determines us to go forward and to see what God has for us. From all the evils around him, he was uncompromising. 
but as Hebrew chapter 13, 13 tell us this morning, then as you and I go forth this morning, without the camp, the Amplified Version would say, let us go forth from all that would prevent us to him outside the camp. They shall lay Israel and Elijah's time is the same as you in every age faces. The issue is, who is your God? Who is going to rule your life? Who will be sovereign over the land? Who will, will it be Baal or will it be Jehovah? Will it be Canaan or will it be the true and the living God? Today, 3,000 years later, people are still letting their evil passions rule their lives. But who should dominate your life and my life? It is the Lord through his word. Yes, friends, that leads me to the little verses in, in Proverbs chapter 3 has been a blessing to make us now over the years. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on your own, your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Is He not our God this morning? Is He not that infinite God? The God who never makes a mistake? He never lets us down. He never lets us go. And no matter what we're going through or what we're doing this morning, He's the one who holds us up. And He's the one who wants to make you a blessing to others. Yes, God has saved us to make us a blessing. You may look into your own life and say, well, what can I do for the Lord? What can I do to contribute into God's work? We're all workers together, friends. And Elijah was despondent and thought, well, where are the people of God? But when God sent the revival, the people of God were encouraged. And Elijah saw God work. His separation, he separated himself from the idolatry and the land of that time. What does First Corinthians tell you and I this morning? Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage, be strong. Do everything in love. Then we see him in his standing. God is with him in his ministry. Elijah knew very well the boundaries in which he could minister towards others. Yes, his markers were characterized by God himself. And as we consider the mighty acts that God did through him, he was depending on God of heaven, just like Daniel did in the lion's den. Do you ever depend upon God who's come in miraculously? and work in your life and my life. To stand before God not only speaks of your service, but it also tells us where you're standing, where you're, what your loyalties are, and on which side of the issue you stand. Elijah always at no time and then they have known that he, Elijah, was not on your side. He was standing up for Jehovah. Elijah was about the only one in his day who seemed to be willing to let others know that he stood somewhere else than Baal. Are we afraid this morning to be counted for Jesus among the crowd, among our workplace, among our colleagues, among our families, when it comes to the testing of all our faith, his message to the king and the people on that day were not popular, but it was a murder of God upon their lives. No worship, no rain. And there's no compromise, friends. It's either God's way or no way. And that's the secret of blessing. 
You know, funny when you were in prayer meeting, maybe other week in our house, the church has a home groups in Aberfeld. So every other week we have house groups and, uh, you know, we had a packed church on a Sunday morning. And I said, boy, this is great, packed church. But you know, we came to the prayer meeting on Wednesday night. We had a prayer group of nine people. Like, we usually meet up at 8 o'clock. And, you know, five years, famous, nobody's coming to the prayer meeting. I church on Sunday morning with the prayer meeting. What's going on? And I come to two minutes to eight. And I was just coming off the nearest. Where's he? Why is he not coming to pray? My pastor knew all there. God was testing my faith. And it all came. It was a lovely time of prayer and Bible study. But you know, sometimes we can give up too soon. Let's go all to God. Just like Elijah. They saw God work and come in and intervene in the circumstances then before Ahab and Jezebel. But to close this morning, Elijah was not only a man with a marker, he was a man with a mentor. There's an important little word in the verse here. A man is saying God had taught his servant Elijah many great lessons about faith and action. But God was to teach him many more for the work ahead. Elijah's message said that God's word said, and the God of the word, and the word of God, was a great motivator and mover in the life of Elijah. As an example, when Elijah was praying on Mount Carmel for fire and fall on the altar, he said, let it be known that I have done all these things at thy word. First Kings chapter 18, 36. A true prophet of God spoke and acted as the word of God decreed not as a world dictated. And friends, this morning, the world will dictate you and I. As the people of God in these days, as the church of Jesus Christ, the world will dictate us. But let us not override the word of God. Because <coughs> the word of God is a decree word for you and I this morning. He was a man of the word. And here we see the stature. He was a man of the Old Testament. He's a man who sees this man's spirit in the Old and the New Testament. It underlines his importance. And it says in the John Gospel chapter 117, the forerunner of John the Baptist of Christ was the common spirit of Elijah. Oh, how much we need that spirit this morning within us to move us and to shake us and to make us men that were marked for God. Then the strength, the secret of Elijah, was not only reliance upon upon anyone else, but it was upon his God. And Paul could echo those words in Philippians chapter four verse thirteen that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, friends, the work of God is God's work; it's not our work. And I praise God whenever we went and got the old trailer out there. You know, I couldn't reverse a trailer. I wouldn't go on that far. And I says, where am I going to go to learn the reverse of failure? And if somebody don't know that, I say, you take it home again. We had it in a jeep. So we had to go up for a jeep. We got a jeep. We had to go up for a torch. We had to go up for a torch. And then we had to go up for a stabilizer. Ah, it was all foreign to me. But there's a wee man and carried off. And someone told me to go and see this wee man. He set us all up. And the wee man said, you bring the jeep up there. I said, I'll get you sorted out. And he came and reminded it in a way that we did this not the only way. I don't know what he done anyway. But they got it going anyway. 
And then I looked at it a couple years later on the motorway. But anyway, we're going to need to get around it. And after that, for 16 years, but God's been good to us. And no thing doing God's work goes away. What does it say? We'll never let go of his horses. So as I come this morning, not only can we see this man's statue of strength, but his source. Yes, friends, this morning, when they fear and won't they die, you know, friends, Elijah, look to his God, and God had come to encourage him. A man of God and the greatest days of America penned these words. He was a high, high school runner, surprised everyone by winning his first cross country race. He said, My running, he repeated to himself during the run, Am I doing my best? Am I doing my best? Am I doing my best? And this morning hit him to do a little bit better. Maybe this morning, you and I need to go into tomorrow, even today, and do a little bit better for God. And draw the blessings, and God will use us.